This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. God is now. He's not tomorrow. He's not in the future. So we are now people of God, aren't we? You don't have to. Whatever you came in with today, let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. Don't grab onto it. Don't hang on to it. Don't say how it's been for the last, you know, 900 years. Say what it is now. And by his stripes, you were healed. He sent his word. He sent Jesus. And do you know whatever Jesus did, the word does. Jesus and the word are one, right? He sent Jesus and healed you and delivered you from all your destruction. Not tomorrow, but today. While this wonderful, gifted, anointed woman of God is leading us into worship this morning, believe you receive. You don't have to wait till our anointed pastor preaches and gives you the word. You can receive now. I'm asking for, our group has been asking for, even those chains of bondage you don't know that are holding you down, that you're loosed from them. You're loosed. The enemy has to let you go. You don't have to be in bondage. It's a choice to walk out. So believe God today. Father, we thank you and we praise you and we worship you today. Father, we thank you for signs following because you always confirm your word with signs following. And we're never disappointed. Father, we thank you for your mercy and for your grace. We thank you for this man of God that rivers of living water flow out of him. Ooh, Father, sets the captives free, heals the sick, raises the dead. Glory to God. We thank you, Father, for some of those things in our life that have been dead to you, but now are alive unto you because we choose to give them to you. And some of those things have been so alive that should be dead, Father. We're asking you to show it to us, and we're quick to hear, we're quick to obey, and we're quick to receive that which you have for us. And we just thank you and praise you, Lord. We have a wonderful treat today. Our pastor, our anointed pastor of God is here to bless us and deliver the word. And we're going to go into the presence of the Lord right now. And we thank you for being here. Expect to receive what you've come for. God will not disappoint.
give you praise and all loving honor. You are our God, the one we live for. We give you praise, all of the glory, God. And I see glory falling in this place. And I see hope restored, healing. Of all seas, I sing praises, I sing praises, I give you honor, worthy Jesus. And we give you praise and all of the honor, you are our
pray the Holy Spirit minister to our hearts today. Jesus has come. There's a victory to be received. There's a provision that has been supplied. There's a healing that's been provided for, that's been paid for. There's breakthrough. There's triumph. There's victory over all the works of darkness through the finished work of the cross, through what Jesus Christ did for us. And we acknowledge that victory we acknowledge, Lord, that any of our thinking that's contrary to the word of victory, to the word of God, that it's not truth, that's a lie. God, we choose truth today. We, we choose your word. We choose your spirit. We choose you, Lord. You've already chosen us by sending the Redeemer. God, we thank you for our redemption, for abundant supply. Thank you for your peace, Lord. The peace of God. Nothing broken, nothing missing. Prosperity, peace, strength invading our lives. As we set aside the, the things that we have to do this afternoon. The things that the daily cares and the things that have to be done. Lord, we sit at your feet and we receive from you. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated. Won't they do something uh, just a little different? If you're believing for healing this morning, won't you come down front? And uh, just come down front here, or you can come down front up there. You're believing for healing. Just get a seat. We're going to be ready for you when we're, <laughs> when we're ready <laughs> to pray. Let's give Lauren a hand. Thank you, girl. You know, we went to... Um, and got to minister together some, got to take her to a uh, service I was doing, and uh, it was really cool. It, it blessed my heart to have my granddaughter with me, and um, so I get blessed all the time, and they're going to be leading worship uh, tomorrow, so looking uh, forward to that. And, and, you know, we had such a great time. Uh, in that, those services, she actually uh, ministered to the youth at night, and uh, heard she did a great job and uh, re-ministered to them. But we saw all kinds of healings and 
it was uh, uh, really neat because there was a lady uh, sitting on the front row who was blind uh, in one eye. Prayed for her, and uh, she said it seemed a little better. I told her to take a seat and just continue to praise God and thank God for it. And I'm praying for someone else, and she screams out, I can see! And she came up, and she's looking at the worship leader and goes, I can see you. You look a little better than I thought. <laughs> and just the exuberance, the, the joy, you know, was there. And then praying for a man uh, who had had back problems, and I didn't know him or anything, and he came down. And pray, I pray for him and I always ask people to do what they couldn't do, and he starts bending over, he starts crying. And the pastor, he couldn't talk, pastor came over and told me that he's had back surgery and he can't do what he just did. They put rods in him and he cannot bend like that. Now what God did with the, the rods, uh, they were on the floor or anything, they just, they were gone. God just zapped them and took care of them. And I want you to know that nothing's too hard for him. I was um, looking uh, at 700 Club. Ellen, she always uh, saves me. She said, you got to see this part, this part. So I'll, I'll see it. But there was a, a woman, uh, her, her son had cancer tumors in the eyes. And I'd never heard of that, never even seen it. It was just quite a sight to see this. And uh, the doctor said we're going to have to do uh, chemo and all this stuff and probably will be blind. And uh, the Lord had her say that uh, my son has beautiful eyes and perfect vision, something like that. And, and she said this to the doctors, and they admitted, mocked her, and just kind of laughed and said, well, that's just a mom. And, and she stuck with that, her faith for that. And uh, after the surgery and everything, eyes were perfect. And they, and they said it's a, a miracle. Well, it came back about a, a year or so later, it came back. And uh, they, they said, uh, we're going to have to do this one eye again. So they did the chemo on it, and the eye had blistered from it and uh, could, not, could not see and she said, she took up her confession at beautiful eyes, perfect vision. And she happened to be watching the 700 Club, and uh, Gordon was uh, on the show, and he said, there's a baby that has blistered eyes. <laughs> Boom, just like that. She said, that's my word, and she just continued, and the eyes were healed and perfect. So they had the doctor on there, and the doctor said, there's things that... Uh, science and medical, uh, we just can't explain. And, uh, well, we have an explanation. Our God, our creator, <laughs> he trumps medicine or, or natural ability. <laughs> he trumps it. Amen. It, um, it reminded me, I'd, I'd heard this, this is years ago, talking about the power of God's word and agreeing with God's word. <clears throat> and there was a sister um, whose sister was in ICU. And, uh, and she was in a coma 
for two years. And the Lord told the sister to get uh, scriptures and play them 24-7 over her sister, you know. So she did that, brought them in, and she said that one day she was just sitting in there enjoying the, the scriptures, and it was healing scriptures, and her sister sat up and quoted the scripture that was being said on that tape. Completely healed, completely whole. Now what happened? The spirit was here, and I mean inside, this sister was getting fed the word of God until it just manifested out and was quoting the scriptures. <laughs> Nothing's too hard for the Lord. Take the limits off and don't let anything stop you from, from receiving because we, we've got to embrace the truth. We've got to receive it, embrace it as ours. It's so easy to get swayed away from the truth. It's so easy to hear uh, what the world says. You know, the world teaches sickness and disease. The world teaches when you reach a certain age, you're going to break down. You're going to lose your memory. You're going to lose uh, your limbs, uh, just everything. It's the opposite of what the Word says. Who are we going to believe? Whose report are we going to believe? And we've got to... And that reports everywhere. Everywhere. You go to a doctor or whatever. Uh, the, the report's everywhere. Well, at your age, and I'll, what do you mean my age? I just hit midlife. But you tell people 120 and they will look at you and mock you. They'll roll their eyes. Why? Because they're believing the report of the world. And the world says if you're 120... Somebody is changing your diapers. You're hooked up to things. <laughs> yeah. That's the world's view. But see, in the church, we've got to change that to what the word, word, word of God says. And the Word of God says, our youth is renewed like the eagles. Are you kidding me? Just getting cranked up, ready to go. We've been redeemed. We are blessed. What if there were some people walking on this earth a hundred years old full of vitality and strength and energy proclaiming the word of the Lord? That would be a sign and a wonder. <laughs> we, we have that provided for us. And uh, I'm looking forward to my small group. I'm on uh, being ministering on long life. Live long and prosper. You Trekkies out there. Anyway, and we're just going to dig into what the Word says. Because we have, even in the church, we have the wrong view, the wrong perspective. And we've got to choose what God says, what His Word says. And you can't be passive about it. You can't just be playing with it. You've got to intentionally feed yourself the truth. Feed yourself the truth. Because it's so easy to let things slip. I'm so uh, grateful that, that Jesus wants us healed so much that he provided it for us. He made a way. There's a lot of people that want us healed, but
but they haven't provided a way because it's not in their power. But it's in Jesus' power, and he did it. God did it for us and provided healing. And you can get to the place where you get upset about it. And uh, those are some good times to just let the devil have it and, and tell your body how blessed it is. That's, those are good things. I can remember uh, there's in, in my garage there's a, a step thing, and I fell off that step or turned my ankle, and I think I probably broke it. I couldn't even, it hurt so bad. And... Um, said, no. I'm laying on the ground in pain, said no. And just got up, and I did a one hop around. And then I started putting a little weight, and a little weight, and a little weight. And it took about 30 minutes, probably. Ellen came out and goes, oh, how's it going out here? And I'm going, it's going great. I'm just <laughs> praising God, because there was no pain. It was gone. Now, are we always on top of it like that? We need to be, but we're probably not if we're honest. There's other times, you know, uh, but we need to be on top of it. It it depends on what we're eating, what we're feeding on. We can be knocked out by a doctor's report so easy, but the doctor's not God. Nothing against doctors. There's nothing wrong with going to a doctor. I, I do believe if you're going to a doctor, go to Dr. Jesus first. Get some prayer on it, and then, then go. In Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. we got to get our thinking right. Our thinking will affect our emotions. we got to get our emotions tied in with truth. And this is not a thing... You know, you can get it on the surface. You can do like I did in school. All I wanted was to get my, at least a C where I could keep playing basketball. I had to run cross country and track because the basketball coach was the track coach and the cross country coach. So I was volunteered to run track and run cross country. And so what did I do? I skimmed. Mm -hmm and got enough head knowledge to pass the test. I could pass the test. But if you ask me those same questions a few days later, I couldn't pass that test. I mean, I just flooded it, got it in there. Back then they had cliff notes. Anybody remember cliff notes? They were my best friend. I, I always had my cliff notes. And teachers started getting smart because they'd ask questions that were in the cliff notes. But it was hard for them because they hit the basic truths, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I was taking shortcuts. And uh, we try and do that with the Word of God a lot of times. We want the shortcut. And really we need to get it inside of us. It says to renew the spirit of your mind. It's got to go past just head knowledge until it's a part of your belief system or it's in your heart. And a good example of that is when you're driving home or driving home from work or, or something and you wind up home and you, you're not sure how you got there. It's because you were on automatic pallet. It was in your belief system. You knew how to get there and you're just automatically getting there. 
the other day, uh, Ellie and I were in the car, and I, I wound up at the post office. And she said, what are we doing here? I said, sorry, we were on automatic pilot. I, could not, I, I had to say, I don't know why we're here. I don't know how we got here. But I do know when I come down this road, I'm always going to the post office. So we're at the post office in an empty parking lot. <laughs> well, we need to be, have it in our belief system to the point the doctor says, you're going to die, you have cancer, inside of you rises up out of the abundance, mm, the abundance of the heart. The abundance comes out, no, I'm healed by Jesus' stripes. See, that comes out, that's when it's in your heart. That's when you got it. That's called faith. Faith is not just this uh, head knowledge. There's a lot of us that, and we all probably have areas, it's just head knowledge. And we've got to get in our heart because that's where the miraculous, that's where the healings, that's where the power, that's where the provision is. It's got to come out of the heart. So, Head knowledge is really a, a dangerous thing because you can think, well, I'm in faith. I, I believe the word of God from Genesis to Revelation, from the back cover to the <laughs> front cover. I believe the word of God. Well, are you healed? Yes, I believe that healing's for me. I believe it because it's in the word. Are you healed now? I, I will be. You haven't got it. <laughs> I will be. It's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. No. Faith has it now. That's when it's in your heart. Heart, heart faith. Heart has it now. It's mine now. You've got to have it now. Faith is now. Or I, I even like to say faith is past the, it's the finished work of the cross. It's already happened, so it's past. Faith is past. It, I believe that it happened at the cross, my provision, so I receive it. It's not a matter of us, I'm going to get something from God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get something from him. I'm going to shake the throne room till I get something from God. No, he's already provided it. It's, it's not a matter of us getting something from God. It's a matter of us receiving, just receiving just like you became his child. You just received that salvation. You received being born again. That's why you receive healing. You just receive healing. You receive that breakthrough. You receive that provision. You receive the promises of God the same way. It's not a matter, I'm going I'm to get God to do something. He's going to open this door for me. Well, you're knocking on the door. It's already open. You're just... What Paul said, you just hit in the air. <laughs> you just hit in the air. The door's open. You're standing there going, let me in, God. <laughs> we're, we're looking everywhere for God, but he lives inside of us. He's closer than you think. He's closer than... He's closer than your next breath because <laughs> he is the breath. <laughs> okay, let me get to this. So I, I put down some things we just need to know. Number one, Jesus is still the same today. 
in Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus is the same today. We don't, what Jesus did in the Bible, he's still doing today. And you see there, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If Jesus healed in the past, he will heal today. Because he's the same. If he did it then, he'll do it now. Well, don't you have to live up some great spiritual place to, to receive from him? Everyone that Jesus ministered to while he was on this earth, none of them were born again. All of them had sin. All of them were a mess. <laughs> and Jesus healed them. All he was looking for is just willingness to receive from him, to cooperate with him. He's an unchangeable God. Somebody was telling me the other day, we're living in the age of miracles, and it didn't hit me right. I know what they were saying, but age of miracles? No, we're connected with the God of miracles. If you're in fellowship with God, you're in fellowship with the miraculous. Because he's a God of miracles. He's a God that makes what's impossible to man possible. First Peter, let's look at the second one. Healing was purchased at Christ's death. Healing was purchased at the cross. First Peter 2.24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died the sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. This thing took place at the, at the cross. You are healed. It's in the spirit. You have to receive it and believe it to make it manifested in this natural realm. It's a, it's a fact in the spirit. It's a truth. And you pull it down by your faith and receive it, and it will manifest in your body. Had someone tell me this was spiritual healing. Well, there's a problem with that. You don't find anyone being healed in the spirit. Think about it. It doesn't mention being healed in your spirit. It talks about being created. Your new creation. Spirits are created. Jesus didn't say, now I can heal your spirit said, no, we're going to ditch that one. <laughs> You're a new creation, a new species of being that never existed before, and God lives in your spirit. And it says you have been recreated or created in your spirit the true righteousness and holiness of God. What's in your spirit is holy and righteous, the righteousness of God. When we declare we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, we're talking about our spirit. Now, we want that righteousness, we want to get our mind, our soul, to connect with our spirit into that righteousness and, and, and to that holiness. But that's the process God renewing your mind. And you can go about it as quick as you want or as slow as you want. It's up to us. Truth is, you have as much of God as you want. He's not holding back. It's unlimited. It's unlimited what he has for us. 
I heard someone say, are we going to be bored in heaven? You got to understand that the Bible, even though these newfangled Bibles, the Bible, <laughs> thank you, Roger, the Bible is a speck of God. All you got to do is look at the universe. When you see how tiny earth is and how big the universe is, and it's still expanding at the speed of light, our minds, you know, we don't comprehend it. Well, could there be life on other planets? I mean, there, I remember uh, Kenneth Copeland uh, asked God that, gosh, it's probably 30 years ago or something, and the Lord answered him. And said, uh, yes, I'm out here. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and, and, you know, we can't, it would not surprise me if there's not zillions of earths and, and Jesus is Lord over all zillion. But anyway, just, that's just me talking. But he's, he's bigger. When you think about it, he has loving thoughts towards every single person on this earth. Every second. I have to get that scripture. <laughs> but he's bigger. He's bigger. <laughs> I mean, you remember the first time in the airplane? You got above the clouds. First time I went in an airplane, it was all cloudy and everything. We burst through, and there's the sunshine and everything. And I just, I put my head down and said, God, I have limited you. <laughs> I was like, there's a whole other world up here. Psalms, can you read that? Lord. God is good. God is good. There's an, another verse that connects, you know, and you can actually uh, figure scientifically, because somebody did, how many thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it's staggering. But uh, anyway, okay. Next, uh, number three, you've been redeemed from the curse of the law, Galatians 3.13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So at the cross, Jesus, what he bore was the curse of the law. The curse for Every place that man has missed it, where uh, every T wedding cross or I dotted, I mean, every aspect, Jesus became that curse for us at the cross. He paid the price. He paid the price for every single bit of man's failures, past, present, and future. What he did for us is enough for us for all eternity just to bow down and worship him. Because he made us brand new, 
brought us into his family and he satisfied the wrath of God. God the Father, he satisfied that wrath, taking the wrath for us. And now we have been acquitted. <laughs> now we're guilt-free. That means that you can receive the promises when you go through the cross, when your faith is in what Jesus did. That blood cleanses you so free, so clean, that you stand before God as if you never sinned. White as snow. That's clean, folks. That's clean. That's how clean your spirit is. The only people that get to heaven are those that have been cleansed <laughs> and set free and are a brand new creation in Christ. That's the reason you can be, you can accept Christ and you can live pretty ugly on this earth and it says to be those that will do nothing for the Lord. They will come before the Lord as if by fire. But that's how good that God's grace and his mercy is. That even Hitler on his deathbed could cry out to God and gotten saved. It's powerful. So in, I just want to touch on Deuteronomy 28 just for a minute. It's a list of all the despicable things you can think of. And it hits uh, socially, mentally, financially, physically, in every aspect. Because we need to know what we were redeemed from, what we've been set free from. And you can read the whole chapter. The first part, the first uh, 14 verses, list the blessing. And that's the part we're under the blessing because Jesus took the curse for us. Now, what's left? The blessing. Uh, verse 22, it says, The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning fever, with the sword, with scorching, and with mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish and and your heavens which are over your head shall be bronze, and the earth which is under you shall be iron. And the Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust. And from, from the heaven it shall come down on you until you are destroyed. Doesn't that just bless your heart? Jesus took the curse for us. He took this where we don't have to have this. You know, they're saying now inflammation causes all sickness and disease pretty much. You've been redeemed from inflammation. <laughs> Looking at verse 27, it says, The Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt, with tumors, with the scab, with the itch from which you cannot be healed. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of the heart. You ever felt overwhelmed? You've been redeemed from being overwhelmed. Hallelujah. Say, no, that's under the curse. You know what? I'm not overwhelmed because the blessing is mine. Because God, through Christ, redeemed me from the curse of being overwhelmed and from the itch <laughs> and the fever, whatever. Then 35, the Lord will strike you in the knees and on the legs 
with severe boils, which cannot be healed, from the sole of your foot to the top of your head. Arthritis, <laughs> knees, legs, from the top to the bottom, the whole body. We've been redeemed from that stuff. But you go to a doctor and they're going to put it on you. <laughs> but here's, here's the, uh, the greatest things. Let me read this. Then the Lord, in verse 59, the Lord will bring upon you and your descendants extraordinary plagues, great and prolonged plagues, and serious and prolonged sicknesses. Moreover, he will bring back on you all the disease of Egypt, of which you were afraid, and they shall cling to you. Also, every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the book of the law, will the Lord bring upon you until you are destroyed. Why is that such a great verse? Because if it's not in the list, and when you read the list, the list is quite a list, but you may not... See in there, Zika mosquitoes. You, you won't see that in the list, but you've been redeemed from it. You won't see all the new diseases and new types of cancers and the, and the new types of flus that they have to get some more medicine, make it up. And you've been redeemed from that. Anything that you face socially, mentally, physically, financially, in any arena was covered when you were redeemed from the curse of the law. It was covered there. Every plague. Even you think about being fearful of terrorists. It's, it's all, you know, thousand fall at your sign. We got we promises. We got provision. And we can't buy into this what the world is saying. Because we have a God. And he's provided for us. He's truly taken care of us. He's provided all. So grateful for his provision. So every sickness and every plague written in the Bible and the curse or not written, I'm redeemed from it. I am redeemed from it. It's not for me. You know, if a package comes from FedEx and they knock on the door and there's a box and I say, I didn't order anything. So what's in the box? We open the box. Oh, it's a box of snakes. That's not for me. <laughs> Take it back to where it came from. I'm not accepting it here. <laughs> it's not coming in this house. Refuse delivery. That's right. It's the same thing. The enemy is bringing packages. He's bringing things that are under the curse. And we got to refuse it. We got to rebuke it and say, no way here. Because my Jesus, he died on the cross. He redeemed me from the curse. And I received the blessing. What I do with snakes, I tromp on top of them. I cut their heads off. <laughs> You've got to rise up against. But most people don't even know what the curse is. They don't even know we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. We've got to know what it is in order 
I mean, we wouldn't be looking at this list if it wasn't for Galatians 3.13. <laughs> the devil has no answer for this. You know, anything new he tries to come up, he, Jesus is taken care of. There is no answer. So it's faith in what Jesus did for us. And it's not a thing where has anyone here fallen short of the benefits before? Or am I the only one? I mean, there's no shame in there, embarrassment. Faith isn't a contest. You ever seen the faith contest? Faith isn't a contest. It, it's, not a, it's not a thing where I'd see who can go with no challenges the longest. It, it's not that way. We, we walk in our faith together, but that together is a, to be an encouragement, a support, to, to, to give the right word at the right time. If it needs to be strong, if it needs to be uh, maybe some correction at the right time, you know, you give it whatever. It's a, it's a strength. It's a comforting uh, to each other. It's not, but there's some places in your challenge that you can't take anyone else. That there's places why? Because faith is also a personal thing. It's an intimate thing. It's always an individual, intimate thing with the Lord. And, and there's places in that intimacy, it's, it's not our business. And, and that takes, when it's not our business, that can take away some of that judgmental stuff that tries to come on. Because I guarantee we're all in the same boat in this thing. We're trying to encourage and be a strength to each other. But that faith is an intimate, personal thing with the Lord. And uh, it will always, you know, be that. Sometimes that you just have to be alone with God and just open your heart to Him. And sometimes I, you know, I hear that. It, it's, a, it's a faith uh, contest until the one that's doing in that, in that place faces a challenge. <laughs> and then it's, ah, ah, ah. they start quivering. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, let me love on you, some encourage you. You know, <laughs> that's the reason. You know, sometimes faith, the faith walk can be a lonely place because there may not be many around you to agree with you, and you can't even talk it to them because it's just not wise. You don't want to go there. There's what? <laughs> There's no water walking in the boat. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, number four. And I'm going way too slow. God's on respect to persons. Romans 10, 11 through 13, Scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever, whosoever, calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God doesn't put uh, uh, anything, he doesn't do anything for someone because they're more important than someone else. To God we're all whosoever's whoever will believe. We're all important and precious 
and valuable to him. We're all at the same place. So he's our respecter of persons. If you can find one person that's had breakthrough, you can have it. If you have one person that's been healed, you can have it. Because he is a whosoever God. Whosoever will come to him. Whosoever will agree with him. Then number five, Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the enemy. 1 John 3, verse 8, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him. He cannot sin because he has been born of God. So the, the purpose of the Son of God was to destroy the works of the enemy. How many believe that Jesus succeeded? Now it says that, that the enemy's been brought to a zero. A lot of times we magnify the devil, but you know what the Bible does? It kind of demagnifies him. <laughs> He's a zero. We have authority over him. We just need to use our authority, exercise it, and tell him where to go. He has to go. If you're wondering here, born of God does not sin. Anybody in here ever sin since you've been born again? Well, the Bible just says you've been born of God and you don't sin. But let me help you. What part of you has been born again? Your spirit. If your spirit, if you sin from your spirit, there is no more cross. So Jesus isn't going back and doing it again. He did it well the first time, thank you. He's not going to do it again. Can you, I want to get into all this, can you lose, can you sin from your born-again spirit? I believe you can. But it's a long process, and God will be after you, and you have to reject or renounce Christ. That's another, another message. So the enemy's been defeated, been stripped of, a, of his power. He uses sickness, disease, and cares, and, and just the culture of the world to put pressure on you, to stress you, to frustrate you, to weigh down, and, and, and he's defeated. So we have to rise up in the authority that we have in Christ Jesus and put him where he belongs. He does have a place that the scriptures tell us he belongs, beneath our feet. So if, he, if you want to give the enemy place in your life, just let me under your feet where you can stomp on him every time you step. <laughs> so how do we receive from God? Faith is an act. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say to you, what, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Faith is not what you believe. Faith is acting on what you believe. Faith is acting on what you believe. And you can see this in Jesus' life. Many times he saw their faith. Uh, or he would ask them to do something. He, he would say, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Oh, Jesus, don't you know this man is blind? Yes, I know he is. Go wash. He goes and he washes and he sees. What was he doing? He was putting corresponding action to faith. He was 
acting on what he believed. When it's in your heart, you act on it. What about the lepers? He said, go show yourself to the priest. Well, Jesus, don't you know that's unlawful? Because they're lepers, they can't go to the priest and show themselves. But it says, as they were on the way, they were cleansed and healed. They, their faith was active. Their faith was not just, I believe, in no action. Faith is action. What about the paralyzed man? He said, rise up. Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Well, Jesus, don't you know he's paralyzed? He can't walk. He said, rise up. Take your bed. He put action to his beliefs. It's called faith. Faith is an action, action word. That, that corresponding action is a part of faith. Or we say, you know, faith with corresponding action. We're saying belief plus corresponding action gets the results. I, really, I think it's belief plus corresponding actions equal faith. Heart faith, you could say. But I'm just playing words here a little bit. What's next? The prayer of faith. And what is the prayer of faith? It's simply the prayer of believing it receives when it prays. The prayer of faith. It, it knows and is confident in God's will about the matter. It has confidence in God. The prayer of faith. It believes its prayers are heard and answered when it prays. And then number three, it gives thanks to God for the answer it believes has already come. When you ask, it's granted in the spirit realm. You have a yes, yes and amen from God, and it's yours. FedEx is on the way. Sometimes it's a quick delivery because... Sometimes the delivery is just from the inside, you know. If God has to move on someone, a job, whatever, it can take some time for delivery to get there because God's moving on other people. It's set in place to move on them to get to you. And sometimes they're not always obedient. And God has to go, well, you do it. How many times have you heard somebody, they were believing for for something and and a person uh, comes and, there, it seem, seemingly is, is late, and they said, well, the Lord told me th- three weeks ago they weren't obedient immediately. You know, it, God works with people. Could God have gone and gotten another person? Yes, but he wanted to bless that person. He said, you go do it. <laughs> the prayer of faith. So you start giving thanks. Some ways that we do is laying on the hands. That's what we're going to do is lay hands on you. And the Bible speaks about that. It says uh, they will recover. Recovery is a process. But it can be, you can have it instant too. But don't get upset if it's process. Just enjoy the process and give thanks and glory to God. Because you will have it. You will have it. It says in James 5.14, Anyone sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he'll be forgiven. There's another way, um, uh, anointing with oil. 
laying on the hands. Uh, another way is speaking the, the word of God. There's different ways that God can bring uh, a channel of healing to you. But we're going to believe God for your healing today. We're going to believe for it to be manifested today. My faith is for today. <laughs> but I, I don't... I do understand that there is also that, that process and you, you keep believing that you receive because I've had people the next day or the next week, they wake up and they're healed. And that what they do, they continue to thank the Lord and to praise Him. And you need to come back every time we have a healing center because I've seen people um, that as you minister to them, they, they start hearing the word, they get in faith. But every time they come, you can pray. We can pray in faith. You're standing in faith. We can pray alongside that and just release the power of God into your life. And I've seen people that it's taken, you know, a long time. They've had a lot to get over mentally because of the decree of death that was spoken over them uh, by their doctor who is their friend. But just keep on keeping on, keep coming back. It's not you're asking God again. You're just coming in faith, believing uh, that the anointing's released to you. You're just giving him thanksgiving. You're hearing the word some more. So you keep coming back. I would keep getting hands laid on me in faith. I would keep uh, releasing my faith even though I'm in thanksgiving, even though I'm, I'm praising him because it, it will keep it'll tip over. <laughs> it'll tip over and manifest. And, and you got the thing, and that's, that's glorious. You know, when you think you can't do something, you have to rebuke that and say, no, I believe that I've heard from God. I can do it. I can do it. That's, that's power heads. Father, we thank you for your word today. Just... Uh, the simplicity of the gospel. Just your, your word, Father. And we, we release faith now for your miraculous healing power, your, your glorious power breaking through in our lives. Release that, Lord, in the name of Jesus to each and every person here believing for healing today. Believing, Lord, for healing the Holy Spirit delights. His passion is to bring you to a place of receiving. And the Holy Spirit is working and flowing in your heart and your life right now. Bringing, bringing that blessing. Bringing that provision. Bringing that supply. Just put your hands where you're believing God. If you can, just put your hand there. Father, in the name of Jesus, just release, we release our faith right now. And we speak that we're redeemed from the curse of the law. And we have been brought into a place where healing has already been bought and paid for in full for each of us. And Father, right now, we receive, we receive healing virtue 
and healing power from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. You are Lord, I'm a sinner.